The key with events, and if this is the only thing you do, it will make all the difference, is your mindset. When you walk in, you need to take time to really think about why you're there and who your audience is and why you care about those people. Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me, Adelaine Ung. Some of the world's biggest events are movement-based. From the YMCA to Doctors Without Borders, these groups all began with people uniting behind a common cause or to achieve a specific outcome. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with someone who started her own movement, and it's gaining traction around the world, but the journey getting there hasn't come from a predictable origin story. However, I'll let her tell you the rest. Steph Mariani is a multi-award-winning negotiator and business strategist based in Hawaii. She's closed over $100 US dollars in real estate sales. She's also a multi-award-winning composer, instrumentalist, singer, and among her wins is Hawaii's Nahoku Hanohano Award for her album Stay Gold in 2018. Is she an events person? I'd say yeah. She's been to so many award nights, including the Grammys, organized her own workshops, produced live performances. But what motivates her now is her movement called Stay Gold, which teaches people precisely how to stay a good-hearted person in a difficult world. Steph herself experienced tragedy in her life, and she now teaches the moves she had to learn to go from being shut down to playing at the top of her game in just a few years. So Steph, so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here with you, Adelaine. From Hawaii to the world, congratulations on how the Stay Gold initiative and movement is just going from strength to strength. As I hinted, there is so much to your story and so many nuances in the Stay Gold message. We could go in several directions here, but I would love to start with the genesis of the movement. So when people ask you, you know, where has all this come from, Steph? Your music, your message, your movement. And I know that's three M's there. I didn't do that on purpose. But (laughs) what is the story of your why? What would you tell us? So, you know, it's interesting because my why is going back farther and farther into my personal history as I'm writing my book, you know, because I have to ask myself that question, why stay gold? Like, why do I care so much? And just to give you a brief background, my parents were teenagers. And so I was raised by um, my great grandmother who was born in Italy in 1894 Till I was about seven years old, and my, also my grandmother and my great aunt who were born in Italy. So I got these incredible old world values passed down to me that I didn't come to realize until I was well into being an adult that not everybody has those. And those were things that I ended up falling back on later in my life when things did not go the way that I planned for them to. But my my parents being teenagers, they had a lot of problems, um, different issues. And my mother joined a very high-controlled religious organization when I was young. And I married into that organization. And then I left at the age of 36, both my 18-year marriage and my high-controlled religion. And this particular group was had a very culty way of making sure you wouldn't survive if you left. Wow. 
Yeah. And so I'm just really freshly telling this story in its entirety. Um, so I appreciate the way that you framed that. This is probably my first interview where I'm like able to put together what it means to stay gold. And simply put, what it means to me is they told me that if I left, I was not a good person. Wow. And how did they make you believe that? It was something that I was conditioned from a very young age. So people are shunned that question or in any way disrupt the apple cart um, by saying or doing anything that compromises the integrity of that control group. So what I did was I didn't get kicked out. I just walked away because I saw some things. Ironically, the reason I was very religious is because of my incredible love for God and my incredible sense of friendship and and my integrity towards that. And so that's actually why I couldn't stay because all of a sudden it conflicted with my own conscience to be present. And without getting into a whole lot of detail, the book is details it a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't get too gory with it, but I just want people to understand the essence of it. Because if you're in a situation where you are being brainwashed, which is very common in lots of systems and societies, if not the majority of them that we are under, if we find ourselves out of integrity. Where do you go? Where do you start to find yourself? Stay Gold was a song that I wrote in 2016 after I left. And I wrote it for a friend who was going through a hard time. And essentially, I was pleading with her to keep her childlike sense of wonder and her kindness and her softness and not to let her challenges harden her, right? So I got kicked out of that organization I got shunned. Everyone I ever knew stopped talking to me. My own mother told me that, you know, the devil had won me from God like I was part of a card hand. So the mental Jenga that I had to play just to get my head on straight and to feel like I was worth the skin that I was in was incredible. But it was what I call the stay gold principle. And I created an acronym based on old world values that my great-grandmother taught me when I was a kid. And so I truly believe that if we have compassion for each other as a core value, and we have these, you know, these eight core values, you know, they're very simple things, right? S is for sincerity. And yes, this works in business. Yes, you're going to make more money. Yes, your family life's going to be better. Yes, your dating life is going to be better. You know, your relationships with your neighbors and your parents are going to be improved by by applying this. But essentially, Stay Gold is about my quest to determine whether I could stay a good person without having the permission of an organization. That's huge. I'm just thinking, though, I mean, people might be listening and go, that's an incredible story, Steph, but, you know, I've never been part of a cult And I've heard of colds, they always get featured in documentaries and, you know, the current affair news um, time slot and that kind of thing, but that's not me. And yet you kind of hinted that um, brainwashing is common and it's something that a lot more people are kind of subject to. They're in that environment without knowing it. So I'm just wondering what you meant by that. Are there things that you've seen? Um, Because I, I know I've heard you say somewhere else before that 
performers see things more than most other people do. So I'm just wondering, what is it that you might be seeing that other people are, are going, no, nothing to see here, move on? <laughs> There's like, we have no problem. That is such a good question because when you're in it, when you have been conditioned to believe something, you are unaware that you are inside of a specific systemic way of thinking. You know, you think about like, my answer to that would be, also, you know, you think about systemic things like racism and sexism and, you know, pretty much any ism, anybody who says you will be cut off if you question or step outside your place inside this system is potentially a cult. And you, that, the, the insidious thing is you don't know it until you, you realize that you are faced with your own integrity and your own conscience. And you have to decide if you have to betray yourself to belong somewhere, you might be in a cult. And it may not look like the scary things you see in documentaries. It might be something a lot closer to home that we've accepted as normal. That is, I think what you just said is is so interesting. And I know that not everyone who's listening, but at least half the audience, I think, would go, well, we've had a few things happen in the last couple of years that I think, given nod to what you're saying, and um, that's an interesting yardstick that we can just apply. Are you being made to do something that you don't feel comfortable with? And if you didn't comply, then you would be um, cut off. Right. But I guess also the question of, you know, how you stay gold in all of that. Um, you had the, I guess, fortunate position of knowing what gold actually even looked like from the values that your grandmother taught you. But so many people don't have that. So I guess when it comes to staying gold, even finding what gold actually means outside of uh, the environment that they're so used to, what does that look like? That's such a good question. Okay. So if we don't want to be part of a cult and we don't want to compromise our integrity then where do we go? Who tells us what's for us and what's right and wrong? It's our intuition. We know the answers. We do. We are conditioned. We are gaslighted. Let me give you an example. A little girl, six years old, and she goes into a social setting with her parents. And there's a man there, and he wants to hug her, and he wants to put her on his lap. And she's like, nope, I'm not comfortable with that. And she turns her body away and she makes a face. And what do her parents do? Do they struggle to make sure that that man doesn't feel awkward? Do they force their daughter to be polite? That's gaslighting. That is conditioning. That is denying your daughter her rights to her own body. And yet that is so common because we don't want to make people feel bad. And yet that little, that little beacon inside of her body is her best friend. That is what saved me. I had to wake that up. That's how you stay gold. You wake up. We have two brains, one in our head and one inside our body. We take in information into our mind and we have to, we have to, to chew on it. You have to, it has to sound down below the neck. You can't just regurgitate stuff from the neck up and expect to stay gold and expect to come out in the end in the condition that you want to be in. So the answer, and this is like, this is the greatest news ever, is 
Nobody has the answer for you. You have the answer. That little girl knows the answer. She knows how to protect herself. She doesn't need to know why. She doesn't need to explain to anyone why. She doesn't need to be impolite to address that. So you stay gold by going back. And unfortunately, like, I don't know if there's a way around going back and and acknowledging where, at what point in time you stopped honoring yourself. And my situation, yes, it's extreme. And I agree that, you know, with, with your listeners who are thinking like that, that doesn't apply. It's such a, there's varying degrees of it because we also have the media that is trying to tell us how to feel about ourselves. Billion dollar industries that are counting on the fact that you feel like you're not good enough. So to stay gold, the eight core principles help you to maintain your autonomy in your brain, in your thinking. Yeah. To free yourself from any kind of mental slavery you're in. And that, and again, when you're being brainwashed, when you have all of this information coming in from trusted sources, supposedly, right? It could be your parents. It could be your pastor. It could be your president. you got to make sure that you have this on. you got to have your, your gut instinct is the greatest gift that you have. The core principle in the stay gold principle for tea is truthful. How are you, how do you define truthful? How do you define that? So I'm sitting here, I'm writing this book. How do I tell everybody what the truth is when I just said that somebody telling me what the truth was took me into a a place of, that was not good for me, Mm -hmm. right? You find truth inside of yourself. You gotta, you gotta wake that up. You have to remember who you are. The why in stay gold is stay youthful. You gotta remember we get shut down and we don't even know it. And I think we all have experienced on some level during this pandemic, this like kind of shutdown. Like I have a hard time determining how much time has gone by. Yes. I haven't seen your face and, and like my brain used to go, oh, it's been about. 12 months. <laughs> yes, right? it hasn't been that long. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, so we 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 have, and, and the, here's the other thing is your brain is, is loves you. Your brain loves you. It shuts you down for a reason. If you don't remember, it's because your brain is protecting you. So you don't want to get combative with yourself. That's the other thing I had to learn is not to get mad at myself and not to be frustrated and impatient with myself. All of those things protected me so I could get here and do wake up wake up and realize that I have everything I need right here. I don't need the approval of a group of people. There's so much to what you said um, to unpack. And um, this goes so many layers deep. I was just thinking the thing that struck me also is responsibility. For example, I mean, you talked about how parents need to be responsible in that case of that little girl that you were talking about, but also, you know, for people who are organizing events, it's a responsibility. You know, it's that culture that you're creating because that's partly the power of events. It's the community. It's the message that you share, the common cause that you get behind. But what is the message of that cause? And what exactly are you promoting? And what evidence do you have of that happening in the event? So there is so much to this that I just love about this conversation and it's also interesting to me that you came to these a lot of these uh, principles, not just from 
that environment that you managed to leave with the um, highly controlled religious background, but also through your business, because I know it hadn't been all smooth sailing for you. I mean, people applaud when they introduce you and say you've done $100 million in, in sales in real estate, and that is massive. I mean, like, who wouldn't want that? But at the same time, I know it, it wasn't the smoothest journey at all. There were some really rough bumps. And yet you managed to turn those lessons into the stakeholder principles as well. Can you take us through a little bit of that? What was that journey in real estate and in business that you've drawn from? You know, I, I think at the root of it is just that I really, really love people. I really, really care about people. And I understand how my contribution and my help is going to massively impact their life. So in, in real estate in particular, I've done very well because people get results because I'm not just a transactional salesperson. I go in there and go, okay, how can we make sure your kids all go to the finest schools? And this really happens because we set our intentions and I reverse engineer outcomes because I'm a, I'm a negotiator by trade. And so I think when I was young, some of the trials in my life, it really engaged my brain and my ability to solve complex problems in light of the fact that I really care about people. So the stay gold principle is definitely something that I have used and employed in the, without even thinking about it, you know, in real estate, because I've been doing that for 18 years. It's just about how you're being. Like, if you care about people, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to do really well. People are going to, they're going to see that people are smart. You know, you'll get that instant rapport and that trust. And those things are really important in business. I completely believe what you're saying. I do have, um, you know, one of my mentors says that love is the number one business strategy. True. And I absolutely love that. <laughs> At the same time, though, you know, and people can relate through their own experiences where sometimes you end up feeling like you're taking advantage mm -hmm. of just because you've given everything. Um and there's that reverse psychology thing where, you know, sometimes when you give away uh, like a lot, people expect more and they're the ones mm. who usually pay you the least amount of money. So, <laughs> you know, there's that whole um, dichotomy of things. How do you sort through all of that? So, you know, it's I'm constantly sorting through all of that, but I allow great birth for me to overgive. I'm okay with that. I think that that's maybe the workaround is being okay with it and learning from it. Um, I think what I'm hearing you say is how do you build value for yourself and stay gold, right? Like it's not about just sacrificing yourself and being like a martyr. The more that I give to people, the better. Which is interesting because that was very much something I was conditioned to believe um, growing up religious. But you have to have the accountability and you have to have the responsibility. And here in Hawaii, we have a concept and I think maybe you and I have talked about this. It's called kuleana. And there's no word in the English language for this. The closest would be responsibility, but it's like, I'm a steward of the land, right? I have a responsibility towards the land. The land feeds me and I feed the land and the people around me and my community and my children right? But if something that's outside of your kuleana is not your responsibility. So it's not our responsibility to go and take care of other things to the detriment of our own children's welfare or our own land, right? 
So everyone has to decide where that is. But I think that the key is, is that love is the most important thing. Because I agree with your mentor um, that love is a great business because you can't go wrong with it. But if you don't have boundaries, that it, it doesn't really work and it's not really loving. So this is the cool thing. This is why I love principles. Because if you go and you feed kids that are the next town over and your kids are starving, is that loving? So it's not really hard to figure out if you can free yourself from everything that you've been conditioned to believe and you go inside because we know, we know the answers. We know what our, the boundaries are. We all have a good sense of that. And a lot of us have to restore that. You know, like um, I've said before, you could be sitting in a prison cell, you know, and have done something horrific to where you are considered to be a danger to society and you can still stay gold. Wow. Because gold lives inside of you. And maybe your embers are just really, really just burning, barely flickering, about to go out. But it's there. But it's there. Yeah. And that's something to start with. Because we're human beings. Yeah. I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about the the challenges that you went through with your real estate business. Because I don't think um, people really appreciate where you've come from. And what you've managed to triumph over, because um, that was quite a story. So I wonder if you would share what it is that happened in the real estate business that's um, gotten you to this place now. So that was an elder and two elders from that religious organization attempted to steal my real estate company from me. And there's a rule inside that organization that you can't sue your brother and so they had this very carefully crafted scheme where I had no recourse. You know, and they locked the doors and told everybody that I club baby seals or whatever. You know, it was just very elaborate. And so I was left with this question, like, because I was still part of that organization. And my relationship with my God was extremely important. And so I was like, do I sue them? Do I tell people the truth? And I decided not to. Because my loyalty to my God was, the, was far more important than anything. And what happened was they messed up and they failed to get the, because um, it was a Remax franchise. They failed to get the franchise in their name and they failed to get the domain name for the whole business put in their name. So then they came to me and they had a whole team of elders say, you need to give that stuff up. You mean give it to us? Yeah, give it to them and to give it to him, to those elders. And uh, <laughs> I told them to go fly a kite. So I didn't sue him. He sued me because he obviously doesn't care. So I was able to, according to church rules, counter sue him to defend myself. And I did, and I won. But it was a it was a five year litigation where I was again being told that I was a terrible person, and I had never gone through anything like that. I think I was twenty nine years old, and I'm like, I mean, I spent from like essentially age thirty to thirty five, twenty four seven in this lawsuit with the or, this organization and all the men, and I'm just a woman. My husband at the time was. He didn't have any position in the church and he's a man of color. And I got to experience all sorts of isms, all, all sorts of things where I was like, wow. And I still didn't leave that organization after that. 
It was actually something else a few years later where I'm just like, yeah, this is a hard no for me. I don't even know how you even um, got to that point. I don't know. And I'm sure you know so many people who, who kind of don't. They just remain stuck there. You don't have a choice. You, you die. Like I, I could just die, like die, right? So it's either like figure myself out and play mental Jenga and get like get on the other side of it. I guess that's why my purpose is helping people to do that because it's not easy. And I wish I would have had this information then. I wish it would have made my life so much easier. So what do you share with people now when they come to you and say, I recognize a bit of my story in yours. I don't know how to get unstuck. I don't know how to thrive, basically. Mm -hmm. Do you take them through just, you know, your stay goal principle? What is the process you take them through? I customize that, that conversation. I just spend time with them. And, and probably the first thing that I want them to know is that there's nothing wrong with you. Because when you lose those fundamental things, pieces of yourself, that's where you're in danger. So I would say I really start with like the basics and I explain to them what a cult is, right? And it could be their marriage. It could be like anybody who's manipulated them or their thinking in order to get them to act contrary to their best interests. That is it. The fundamental thing that I would bring forward first is there's nothing wrong with you. And I would commend them for having the bravery to do what they're doing. And I'm noticing more people are coming out, but no one really talks about this. You know, like even like inside this organization, there is only one sin that is not worthy of Jesus' sacrifice. Anybody can be forgiven except somebody who speaks against the organization. They do not, they, they have a very tidy little package, how it will not come out, but it's coming out now. Yeah, I can see why you do what you do. <laughs> it is so uh, fulfilling to see other people set free, even as you've gone through that process yourself, setting yourself free. Um, there's so many reasons why, you know, to get behind the Stay Gold movement. And I, I think that's probably been a big challenge for a lot of people in recent years with COVID, with lockdowns, with rules happening all the place and not knowing where to turn. And staying gold has been difficult for a lot of people. Is it just the feel-good stuff? You know, oh, if you just go for walks, do a bit of meditation, think positive, is that enough? Yeah, it's not, this isn't motivational. No, um, this is about being with people of like mind and like intention who can share their life experiences with each other because that's really what heals us. You know, if, if you're going through something, Adeline, and you come to me and you're like, I know you've been through this before, what's your advice? I am gonna save you a lot of heartache with just a few key things that I can share with you. That's really the ticket. So the stakeholder movement is not about cute little motivational. It's about real life being connected. You know, it's, it's hard to throw a bomb at somebody who you feel connected with because if I hurt you, I hurt myself, right? So true. You don't, you don't open fire at schools if you feel connected. Wow, yes. You, you just don't, you don't throw a grenade. You, you can't even participate in, in war, be a soldier if you feel connected. And the fact is, is we are all connected. We are all on this planet. And if you step back, the fact that we fight with each other or think that anyone's better is the most preposterous thing 
ever. Like, just pretend you're an alien for a minute watching this. It's ridiculous. So the Stay Gold movement is to create connection. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, anybody can join. It's a Facebook group right now, but we're going to be um, building it out. There's about a thousand people in there, a little over a thousand people. But if you go to the Stay Gold movement under Facebook groups and join, you're going to get information about my workshops. Um, and also when my book comes out, the greatest way people can learn about this method is to wait for the book, which is going to come out probably end of summer now, probably in the fall time. Um, we're in the final stages of editing it now. Um, but that right there is going to be the help that I'm going to be giving immediately. Um, also to sign up to get the book or to get on the list, you can go to the staygoldmovement.com and you can sign up right there and then I'll keep you posted of everything that happens. But right now we're working really hard to be organized so we can let everybody know what's going on. And that's what the movement is. It's an education and just letting people know what's going on. And I personally, me and my assistant, we moderate it. Um, so people are welcome to put content in, but we moderate it and we show people how to be encouraging and productive. And also it, it shows people how to get engagement too. You know, it, like we don't want to just be firing off our thoughts all the time. That'll make us crazy. <laughs> So it's about being organized, getting things like systematized so that they're easy to implement and they work. Yeah. I think what I also love about the stakeholder movement is how you keep relevant as well, because you've had a few, I wouldn't call it iterations, but I guess, you know, you've picked specific causes when it makes sense. For example, when COVID came under the Stay Gold movement, you decided to support musicians yeah. um, who were struggling in Hawaii and, you know, how do you stay gold in this huge, challenging environment? Because performers need live events in order to keep food on the table. Mm -hmm. And then now with the war that is going on in Ukraine, you've taken up that cause yeah. as well yeah. to support um, people who are struggling and who are in persecution, mm -hmm. who are fleeing for their lives. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that it's not just a, ah, stay gold, you know, it's all bright lights and a look at the, the neon signs and everything, but there's real, um, there's real heart and there's real intention about making this mean something for people who need it most at a particular time. So I really love that. What's been the biggest challenge so far growing the movement? The biggest challenge growing the movement? There, there are no challenges except the ones that I create internally, honestly. Like, <laughs> like, like you and I were talking about earlier, right? Like what are we in a hurry for? So I have a tendency to like want to overwork and overachieve and overhelp, you know, which is probably a trauma response on my part, right? Because I have, you know, I've I've had, you know, again, mental Jenga, right? So the challenge is not growing the movement. There's there are no challenges. The, the only challenge that I had to remove was me trying to be an overachiever and feeling like what I was doing wasn't enough. Right? Because I could look at this goes back to the concept of Kuliana, right? I'm trying to feed the, you know, worry about something that's not my kuleana. And so that causes me stress. And when I stopped doing that, I'm actually more productive. So it was just like a mindset thing for me. So again, like our solutions are internal. We have the solutions. We have the truth. We also create our own problems. 
because it's it's heart centered the people who are part of the movement tend to be heart centered also it's a movement so they created it i didn't really i didn't create the stay gold movement they created it i'm just organizing it and people want to join so it's really like a movement for the people by the people who want that same thing who believe that you know i want to be empowered no right and i don't want to give thoughts and prayers i'm tired of that I think a lot of people are like, okay, where's the empowerment? We're just supposed to sit here and feel powerless. And that program that you were talking about, my my nonprofit, Stay Gold Hawaii, and you can read more about that at staygoldhawaii.com. That is a way for people. So our, our artists that we were paying their rent, they were already feeding the kapuna or the elderly. They were already mentoring other people while they couldn't get on stage and people were like struggling in this pandemic in Hawaii. So it was like, how can you stay gold if you can't pay your rent? How do you stay gold if you don't have food? So our programs, you know, in at Stay Gold Hawaii have to do with feeding people in the Ukraine, you know, and I personally monitor how much, what percentage of the money that goes, goes towards food. And it's like 84%. And those are the only two causes that we're that we're currently supporting because I want to stay personally involved with that and make sure that it, you know everything goes well. It's about being empowered. It's not about like having a fluffy motivational inspiration. We are in 2022. We're past that. Yeah. And that's what everyone is looking for. Authenticity. And that's almost become a buzzword now. But you know, when you can demonstrate it, that's when people believe it. So I love that you're gaining some amazing momentum. Do you have any goals or benchmarks for knowing when you've succeeded? Like, this is the point I want to get to for this movement, and then I'm I'm happy. <laughs> so when I removed that internal mindset where I, I was tied to an outcome, all of my stress went away, and I began enjoying every minute of my life so much better. I feel peace when I'm living my purpose. So that's today. So that's when when I decide to be satisfied. Like literally saying the words, this is what I could accomplish today. And maybe there were other things I would have liked to. And I'll say it out loud. And I'm satisfied. And it's an interesting exercise because you might notice that your chemistry changes when you do it. Going into a state of gratitude versus like not enough And we do live in a world that promotes this idea of not having enough, not being enough. Again, the multi-billion dollar industries, fashion industry, makeup industry, medical industry, plastic surgery industry, weight loss industry. You know, that's a lot of billions of dollars that are counting on the fact that you're not good enough. So I am enough when I decide I'm enough and when I decide to have peace and be happy. I think that's an amazing position to be in because there's so many of us who just have things in us which say we're not enough. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I definitely have struggled with that. Um, there are people who probably think, I love what you're saying. I love everything that I'm hearing, but I don't have room in my life to join another thing because so many of us have joined an extra 50 groups during lockdowns. What would you say to them? I would say that, you know, it's it's not going to probably take near as much of your energy as it's going to reward you if you believe in the power of sharing your story and wanting to, to become the world you want to live in. 
if you believe that that by being connected is how you make you create that world, then it's not going to take you near as much as you're going to get out of it because you're going to meet people there and it's free. There's no like maintenance. You don't have to visit it, but you will get reminders of how other people were able to stay gold. So if that's what you're interested in, it's more than worth it. If you're not interested in that, then, you know, then I would say don't do it. I know you have a ton of websites and I'll list uh, the several websites that you've mentioned earlier on in the show notes. But if there was a one place that says everything about what you do and about the Stay Gold movement, where would that be? So that's the, the staygoldmovement.com. And actually, if you go there, you can sign up for the book. You can join the movement there. And you can also link to my uh, website with all my music. Yeah, um, We haven't really talked about that, but I just released a song. Use your imagination, no more war. And this is for the people sending their loved ones off to war in the Ukraine. So there's a beautiful music video that my friend, who's a part of the Navajo Nation, he put together and it's inclusive and it's it's turned out to be a beautiful project. And that's the latest thing that I've contributed to the movement. These things come up, I feel moved to create them. And that's that's basically what's what the movement is made of along with other people who create things and want to contribute to them as well. Because we all need encouragement. We all need to know, like, you're enough. We need reminders because we're being constantly reminded that we're not, you know, we're constantly being conditioned in certain ways. So one way that we can deprogram ourselves, defragment ourselves, or if we are brainwashed anyway, undo that, is by counteracting that with positive input that's more in harmony with your beingness and who you are and how you want to be. That's a fantastic message. I don't want to take away from that message, but I have to say that that music video that um, you did for Use My Imagination is a real tear jerker. So you have to watch that music video. I'll put the link to that video as well in the show notes. <laughs> that's all amazing. Um your music is one of the things that oh, we haven't even, like you said, we haven't even really mentioned, but you know, you're this award-winning music performer and producer, and you have this rich history, family background in music. Just just maybe tell us a little bit about that before we end the interview. So like I'll just I'll just say this. The music saved me. Right? So it was my it was my raising, but it was also the music. And the music has really helped me to express my love for people and to, I can help people heal by putting out this, you know, it's this frequency to the other side of the world where I can say, hey, we love you in Hawaii. You are not alone. And that can be life-saving. I've been that low where something like that made all the difference. Yeah. And again, I want to give a nod to, you know, how powerful events are. And you've been to a ton of music events, um, winning awards, and you've had all these personal highlights because so many of our listeners who are in the business tourism event space, we're always looking for ideas about how to create the most talked about, the most creative, the most impactful um, type of event. Is there one that sticks out to you, one of the events that you've been to that just stays with you till till now? It was just done so well. So, yeah. So I've been to a lot of events and I just got back from the Grammy Awards um, where I've been going for the past nine years. So I, these people are my friends and I hadn't seen them in two years because, you know, everything was shut down. The key with events 
and if this is the only thing you do, it will make all the difference, is your mindset. When you walk in, you need to take time to really think about why you're there and who your audience is. So when we get nervous, and I do this when I get on stage too, and I've had to work through this over the years, is we tend to operate from the neck up. We want to memorize everything in our head, right? So if you take some time for yourself and you you open this up and you allow your body to wake up and open up and you really think about why you're there and why you care about those people, and then you walk into that room, the warmth and the smile will be so magnetic. And I think when we were doing our workshops, that was one of the biggest things, you know, is people come to your events to feel good. If they learn something, that's great too. People want that connection. Create warmth and connection and people will flock to you. And I would 10x that. Um, now, as we're coming out of the pandemic, <laughs> exactly, which is which is interesting because maybe people didn't see the need for that before, like they do now, right? Maybe there is another sense of unity that is possible on the other side of everything that we've all been through together. We are one. Yeah, I think people are just um, realizing that and appreciating that point. Yeah. So much more now, which I think it leaves us in a better place, as horrible as, as COVID was. We've, we've all, like I mentioned earlier, you know, been put into this huge, this huge funnel, I guess. And that funnel has been given a huge shake and everyone's landed out on the other side. And we're all in a bit of a different place. There's been a huge um, reset, I guess you would call it. And um, it's made us ask a lot of really important questions that we didn't, we were not asking ourselves before. Um as we really end this interview, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, if I can, if I have your permission, I'd love to be able to play a little of your music for our listeners who may not be familiar with your work on this side of the world. Is that okay with your permission? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Fantastic. I could play a little of Use My Imagination or Stay Gold, the song that started this movement. What would you prefer I play? I would say Use My Imagination only because I just wrote it last month. But you could play Stay Gold too, you know, totally up to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go with Use My Imagination. Thank you so much, Steph. I really appreciate you. And I know that there's a lot of love for you in the community as well. So again, I'll leave all those details that we've talked about in terms of how you can connect with Steph, how you can connect with the movement, join the Facebook group. That's all going to be in the show notes. Steph, have an amazing day. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Adeline. It's such an honor to be here. I, I see in you everything you do. There's nothing I won't give you. Please come Say you gotta go, please come home You, you wanna me Everything I see I 
can feel you near me and it's true You're in my heart, in my soul I'll use my imagination till you come home Steph Mariani's new song, Use My Imagination. Do check out the full song on YouTube. You'll find a link in the show notes. And hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the chat, I would love a rating and review for this show on the podcast player you're using. By the way, if you ever wanted to start a podcast, I have links in the show notes to some of my favorite tools, including a 15% discount for Riverside FM. And if you need a hand to find out how to use these tools, reach out and say hello at uponarrivalpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be back next week to uncover more stories and strategies for a successful future. Till then, cheers. Cheers.